Good morning, Cincinnati, and welcome into another episode of the Bearcat Brunch, brought to you, as always, by our wonderful partners at <clears throat> Royal Links Golf Tours. Have you always wanted to play golf at St. Andrews? Have you ever enjoyed that perfect pint of Guinness in Ireland? Well, with Royal Links Golf Tours, you can. They are our premier golf tour specialist, offering unforgettable golf experiences to Scotland, England, Ireland, and Wales. Their custom itineraries are more than golf trips. They are immersive cultural and country experiences that will surprise and delight you both on and off the course. Royal Lynx Golf Tours is owned by former Bearcat quarterback Hayden Moore and his partner, UC alum Jeff Bartholomew. So if you'd like to play St. Andrews or Bally Bunyan and enjoy that perfect pint in Ireland, visit their website at RoyalLynxGolfTours.com. <clears throat> Call them directly at 770-331-1525. And with that, we are off and running on what I'm sure will be just an absolutely enthralling and exhilarating hour of Bearcat football conversation. Following up the Bearcats' sixth straight loss at the hands of Oklahoma State, I don't even know what the final score was. I don't really care. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Mm. I'm all right. I'm awake. I'm here. Um. I don't even, it just comes down to like, well, reinforces what we talked about last week. Like we just, we just don't have the dudes really anywhere <laughs> right now to do anything positive for an entire game. Yeah. It comes down, it's just what it comes down to. And if you can accept that, then you won't, you know, be angry and irrational. No. Oh. Well, first off, good morning, Alex, Deanna, Darren. Yes, Darren, I feel the pain. He Hello, darkness, my old friend. First, I believe they said on the broadcast, the first six-game losing streak since 1998. Correct. For the Bearcats. 19, 1998, the Bearcats started the season 0-9 and uh, finished up with two consecutive wins at the end of the year. So, like, they gave hope at the end of that season. <laughs> yeah. um, we're kind of in the opposite boat right now. Yeah, um, hope hope is hope is dwindling as we started, as this season we started goes with on. hope. Uh, you know, 2-0. Went to pit. You know, we thought maybe that was a great win. Turns out... <laughs> We beat a team with a tight end for a quarterback. They should have put him back in yesterday. Oh. Holy cow. Maybe that just, that was ugly for them yesterday. But Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, like, <clears throat> we're all frustrated, but, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to allow this to make me angry. I'm not going to allow this to cause me to lose sleep, to think about it any more than I need to, like, I love going to football games. We got four football games left. I'm going to be at all four or three of them. Like the weather looks great for Saturday. I'm going to go and hang out with family and friends and enjoy it and, and cheer on the players. And, you know, that's kind of all you can really do. Like there's, it was just very fitting that within the first five minutes of the game, they did four of the things that we have bemoaned about for how long. And I'm like, at least they're consistent. <laughs> I mean, so at that point, you know, what? it's just you kind of just throw your hands up in the air and hope that something maybe different happens. And, you know, for the most part in the first half, they played okay, kept themselves in the game on the road. Um, but then the third quarter, it's just uh, it a calamity of errors. Uh, head scratchers. I mean, wh whatever you wanna wanna say, um, that's you could you could pretty much say it about the third quarter. Yeah, I mean they they got absolutely thumped in the third quarter. Um, uh, some of the questions over here, uh, Tyler Broadbeck asks, uh, "What's more concerning in in this first year, the losses or the effort?" I think for me of those things, I'm, I'm pretty like, I don't know if I'm going to say concerned, but it's certainly alarming. And to be like, okay, you have this 
pretty much, let's just call it what it is, pretty terrible effort energy level against Iowa State. Then you come back the next week, and you <clears throat> that's not an issue. You still lose, but that's not an issue. You get down, you fight back, you still come up short. What, whatever. Then this week, you play with the juice, kind of, with the energy, kind of, and you play a pretty good first half or an okay first half. And then it's like you're not out of the game. You get the ball to start the second half, and and you just it's just gone. Like, how does that happen? How are you in a game for a half on the road, and then at halftime, it's just like it's not like they were down thirty at halftime. Huh? Like, how does that happen? How does how are we constantly having these like wild ebbs and flows? in that area i don't know i don't know if they were disheartened over the fact that they called a timeout to save the last four seconds in the first half to run a <laughs> like a little i don't even know if it was a we call it draw whatever something and i know aaron uh when i talked to aaron at, at halftime yesterday he was like why are we running the ball on the logo when it's wet on the slickest part of the field and you got a guy that goes down and and you know, we all we all saw that he appeared to be hobbling off the the field at that point. I don't know if he came back in. Um, I don't. I know he was warming up on the sideline, and I think he was like jogging back and forth. But I don't know that he ever. I don't, that he I came don't know. Back in after I, that. I don't know if he did or not. And I'm not saying that that changes. Sure. That, that wins sure. the game or anything, but it sure seemed no. to be a pretty nice one-two punch to have uh, Kiner punching you in the mouth and then. You know, Miles popping it to the outside, yeah, and they had no I, idea. Like, it's just like there's there's certain things that that I'm I'm willing to understand. Of like, okay, yes, I get it. Like with Sammy Anderson not playing, the defensive backfield is not good. We saw that yesterday. Like, I think I don't know if they maybe benched Justin Harris or what, but. Uh, Carol was in a lot more and he got ran by just like Justin Harris got ran by. And so part of me is like, your DBs have a hard time staying in front of receivers on go balls. Maybe not run press coverage as much. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be like a, a second, second, but like, I mean, maybe don't do that. I don't know. But the other maybe. problem is when you when they when they're playing off these receivers and they're allowing these big receivers to catch the ball in front of them they're they're not tackling oh they're they're bad all, all the way around i mean, I mean it's it is <clears throat> the, the part in in the second half you run some weird like halfback blocking lead play on third and and one where emery doesn't go anywhere then you you give up I think it, then you give up a touchdown so it's seventeen seven you finally pick up your first third down of the game you know like ten minutes to go in the third quarter and you follow that up with a a full field opposite hash throw on a cold wet night when your quarterback is not playing well that is a, a you know a bad ball it gets tipped up intercepted <clears throat> then. You hold them, it's third and long, and then you have another play where your DBs literally have no idea what's going on. Like, no I mean, no idea what's going on. And then you have some of the worst tackling I've ever seen on Ollie Gordon's touchdown run. And it's 24-7, the game's over. In, like, two minutes. In literally two minutes. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, the defense, the, the DB thing is, is high on my list of frustration because – it's one thing to just get run by because somebody else is faster, but now they're just like they look totally lost. Well, I mean, you know, Satterfield said it. I, I didn't. I haven't watched his press conference. I know, that, but but I don't think I needed to really. It's probably <laughs> much of the I, same. I didn't either. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he has he has said a, a whole lot uh, that hey, we're we're thin in the secondary. We don't have a lot of depth. What we've got is what we've got, and uh, you know, I think we we really saw that yesterday. Like you said, when Justin Harris went out and Carroll came in, he—I don't know if he just hasn't been paying attention. I mean, 
it was worse, I think. Even though, like, I don't know, Justin Harris gets mossed on almost every play to you know, anytime there's a, a jump, he just doesn't. None of the DBs turn around. Yeah, I mean, they had, uh, a, they had a D3 transfer just, you know, going. Them. Yeah. Is it like a guy that they were, I guess they were talking, they saw on the broadcast, they were talking about, you know, redshirting that guy. He probably wouldn't have even played yesterday. They had like three or four wide receivers out. Yeah. But like, if you look at, like, you go back, uh, who like Jordan, well, Jordan Young has a an interception drop right in his lap. Yeah. In in the end zone, so they did they did force a turnover on the very next play, so he, yeah. he gets oh, you know, he gets a was, little a little yeah, bit of a, a break a reprieve there. But like you know that the one the the touchdown kind of the I don't know if it was like a switch. I mean the one touch the first touchdown our guy just flat falls down. Linebacker or whatever. The the next the next touchdown uh, to Brendan Presley. I don't know if it was like a switch route or whatever, but like. It just we just throw it over the DB's head, like biting too much or whatever. Like I mean, just and then on the third the third down play I mentioned, like it's third and twelve, and and they complete like a a slant for twenty yards or something. And there's nobody there's nobody around them. It's and, and you just <laughs> like you, you can't do anything but like you know shake your head. Like the first couple. When the the second half starts with UC with a punt, then Oklahoma State touchdown, then UC interception, Oklahoma State touchdown, UC turnover on downs, Oklahoma State touchdown, and it's thirty one to seven like that. It's just unbelievable that it's literally like if you if you're just bad, then every week something else is is happening. Because you're just bad. This, these guys, it's literally the same stuff every week. Like, what have we talked about? Kickoff return, kickoff coverage. First kickoff of the game, 40 yard return. What are we talking about? DBs getting the balls thrown over their head. Guy wide open touchdown. Red zone issues. And then Carter, Carter Brown is undeniably a good college field goal kicker. And all of his misses, one being a block, are like 22 yards away. And he, I mean, that one yesterday hit that upright hard. So it's like the the exact same things are the problems, right? <laughs> not we, not like we, not like we're so bad. One week we give up five hundred yards passing, and the next week we give up you know three hundred yards rushing. It's we're so bad. We're we do the same the same errors over and over again. Which that's that's a whole nother thing. Um, like. Uh, would I would I start Lichtenberg Saturday? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, the Brady's are playing the rotating series. I don't. <clears throat> I hate it because it's 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 so unfair to the older guys and especially the older guys that came back and bought into a new coaching staff. But this coach's job is to figure out what he has. And you have to play both quarterbacks and you have to play as many young guys as you can because you got to find out if any of these guys you think they can play. Because here's the thing. Is you cannot go into next season without both Brady's playing legitimate snaps, not in mop-up duty, and, and, and think that either one of them is going to – or like you need to know if you need to go try to find another transfer quarterback. So you've got you you've got you've got to do that because so if anybody thinks that when the portal opens is when all of that legwork starts, you're wrong. That legwork starts because people are already it's against rules. I'm sh- but it's happening. There's already some conversations starting about who may be going in the portal, who might not be going in the oh, portal. These. Sure. So that's, you've yeah, got to have that legwork done. everywhere. I mean, exactly, absolutely, yeah. it is. But when, I, like, you know, last year, when you have a coaching change like that, you're behind the eight ball. So you you kind of get what you get. What's left over in the portal of people who aren't committed elsewhere before they enter, whatever. So you have to do those things of playing. 
the young guys and finding out what you have because now you got to hit the portal if you need to replace some spot well like there's some stuff that just has to you're gonna have to do anyway but like if you've got a quarterback that can play you know maybe you don't have to do that because i i said it yesterday you're not gonna find a quality quarterback worth a damn that wants to come in for one year to play on a rebuilding team in yeah, my opinion you, you you're just, just not gonna you, find it no you you just can't be you can't be this inept throwing the ball i mean the whole point of this scheme and this running attack is to have a lead and then run the ball like you you, you just you're not going to get to where you want to be if you are too if, i mean the weather wasn't great it was fine like alan bowman was fine he was more than fine he, he was 50 percent, 200 and something yards two touchdowns and an interception like he did nothing outstanding he, he was just he was very good very fine and we can't even get to like to that level i mean i think i sent that i mean going into this game <clears throat> oklahoma state in big 12 in the big 12 had allowed the most passing touchdowns the worst or you know opposing quarterbacks they had allowed the worst quarterback uh efficiency and the second most yards per attempt and at one, and when I tweeted this out in the third quarter, maybe even in the fourth quarter, Emory was six for sixteen for one hundred and seventeen yards and interception. Well, that's what he finished with. So, you you just, I mean, you can't be that bad throwing the ball, and it's not all on him. It's a combination of a lot of different factors. But I mean, you got four games left. Maybe play Brady. Maybe play Brady Lichtenberg with this whole game, and then play them both the last three. If yeah, maybe you, play. If, well, if you care about the red shirt, I don't really care about the red shirt. Like, I need to see both of these guys in not in mop up time, not when they know you're just gonna throw or like you need to have a give them a full week of game prep and game planning and and try to see what you actually have. I mean, I think I think you run Lichtenberg out there this week. If if he has a good game, great. You know. And after that, you know, maybe he starts the first half of Houston. He has a, a good first half, then maybe you put in, you know, I don't, I don't know at what point you start flip flopping them, but you've got, you've got to somewhere in there, unless Lichtenberg comes out and is like lighting it up, yeah, you know, and is just like, you know, I mean, incredible. I, I think you're doing yourself as a coaching staff a disservice, not seeing. With, not what seeing you have these, between those these two. guys play as many snaps in in real games as possible because you need to know what they are, but you also need to know like okay, we actually we need to go get another veteran quarterback. And you, or, I mean, you're finishing these, out the you're finishing out the Big Twelve schedule here with two AAC teams, and and then what two right former not, Big And the Kansas game is going to be. Um, all not not that I think that we're gonna win uh, four games in a row here. To uh, <laughs> no, I, don't, I do not think get, we will to get bowl eligible. But if they do, hey, I'll be excited about it. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got a. There's a lot of guys. I mean, you've got to see guys like Derek Shepard, Rob Jackson, Jamal Williams, Tyler Gelson. All the all the young DBs got to play, even though I know we're struggling there. Like, you gotta <clears throat> on offense. There's not. I don't know if there's as many. You know, you're not gonna put in like totally inexperienced linemen, and then you know, Corey and Miles. I guess you know. I thought maybe Ryan Montgomery was gonna play yesterday. Apparently, he's not back yet um because when miles got hurt and Corey got dinged up sean thomas <clears throat> sean thomas came in at running back i mean i'd play manny covey i'm playing barry jackson um i'm playing ty perkins like i just i gotta see what i mean not like every snap but they've got to they've got to get some run and it's a it's a crappy thing to have to do but if we want any of this to potentially work and <clears throat> you can't just keep running 
fifth and sixth year seniors out there and just go into next year without some idea of what a lot more of these guys might be able to give you. I would agree with that. And Josh, Josh says if Brady Lichtenberg isn't the guy, you have you have to hit the portal because you can't start the year with uh, Drogish and uh, Jones as your top two quarterbacks. Well, Jones won't be here. Uh, I, or Samaj Jones <clears throat> would be, but I thought, sorry. I thought yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, thinking Emery for a second. Um, I don't have, like, if Brady Drogish is the quarterback, then he's the quarterback. My, my thing is, I don't think that, I don't know that you can uh, expect to get a quarterback to a team that's in the position we're in. I just don't know that you can go get one that's qual like that's going to be that top tier of a quarterback that it would make sense to yeah, not I mean, have a guy that's been on your team right. be your guy if if he can play. Right. Oh, for sure, for sure. That, but that's why you have to. To find that out, I mean, Mark asked, you know, how can you evaluate the new QB with inexperienced skill players? I think there's things that they do and don't do that you can can look at, especially in practice. This is – they need to get all, the main reps in practice, be part of the game plan, and go into a game knowing that they're taking the first reps and then and with, this, with the starting unit, not putting them out there with, like, from the start with a bunch of guys that have never played, like – the beginning of the game against Central Florida, I would have the starting offense out there with Brady Lichtenberg at quarterback. Yeah. Grant says the most frustrating thing is that it seems like players are getting worse each week and not progressing. And I think we've we've kind of talked about how it it seems well, I mean you brought it up, like it's you could kind of just expect what is gonna go wrong and what isn't gonna happen because nothing has improved. Um I mean, you know, you do get the the explosive running game that uh, that started yesterday with you know Miles getting a, a big big run for a touchdown, those kinds of things. But it's not something that's consistent uh, or seemingly sustainable for four quarters. Right. Which, I mean, on the, on which the has very been a complaint that I've the, had that nothing, the, not a clean game. I haven't played a clean game I think since EKU. <laughs> no, definitely. No, they lost six in a row. They, they <laughs> even the pick game, even the pick game wasn't a clean game over four well, quarters. No. no, of course not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, we don't, <laughs> you know, when you've lost six in a row, and and you kind of, you know, you've had two of the last three games where you kind of all your flaws were exposed. You know, Iowa State and Oklahoma State are now tied for the Big 12 lead. I think there's five five or six teams with one loss. So, you know, they're they're inarguably good teams. And but like I just it's hard for me to wrap my head around 10-7, totally in a game, getting the ball to start the second half. And it's you know, the game is over in five minutes yeah it i was i had dinner in a crock pot that was ready at halftime i went up and i was eating that and when i went back downstairs it was like i think there was like 12 minutes left maybe in the in the third quarter i missed like a little bit and i it's an error and a mess and i'm like what what happened <laughs> what? we had the ball to start i Thought that at least we'd maybe be driving still because like things kind of looked like we had a chance in this game until that point. Uh, to your credit, yes, the Big Twelve standings are, are Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Kansas State all have one loss. They're all four and one in conference, so it's tight up there at the top of the the Big Twelve. It's, it's also kind of tight at the bottom of the Big Twelve, uh, where <laughs> UC and UCF are both zero and five. And what Houston's, Houston's one and four, four. Yeah. 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 At least good. I mean, I you know the weather looks nice Saturday. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm sure we'll not. It probably won't be sold out, but I mean we'll have a pretty good crowd. I'm. I would hope. I think there's going to be like 472 people at the Houston game. That's uh. I don't know. Maybe we can get enough people down there to like 
Echo. Uh, that, that one, uh, if that one's not noon on ESPN Plus, well, that would be an 11 o'clock local time, so maybe it won't be, but uh, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of shaking your head right now. I mean, there's not much. I think we've kind of over these last six weeks, we've we've pretty much hit on everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have a whole lot left. Um, I mean, if there's questions that are coming, like uh, Mr. Mark says, money's how you get the quarterback here, and there's no guarantee. That's true, but like, if you've got, I mean, we've got to use the NIL money. You can't like it's just drop the like, bag on a quarterback and then and know, not have any to like bring some other guys in when you have know, so many I, goals. You know, I'm trying. I don't want to play second guess, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. But like, <clears throat> there are plenty of quarterbacks that transferred this past year that are not superstars by any stretch, but like are having very solid seasons. And so I'm just like, you know, Mikey Keene <clears throat> transferred from UCF to Fresno. He's having a solid season. Hayes King at Georgia Tech, like they were a disaster last year. And he goes in there and they've won, I think maybe four in a row, just beat North Carolina last night, threw for 300 and something yards against them. Uh, Hudson Card is at Purdue, and I know they didn't play well yesterday, but like there, there should be, it sh- should not have been this. I don't know. I mean, I tried to, <clears throat> I try to, you know, find the good, I think, in, in some of, um, Emery's game, but it's just not, it's just not there. And it's, it's time to, uh, I think it's time to see what, what else we have at, at quarterback. Mark, we were looking at that yesterday, or a little. I was looking at, but I don't, I don't know that there are uh, many, many two-time transfers that are like successful. Like, there's probably a reason that they're transferring right. that oh, many times. For sure. I, I think for that's sure. probably the point you're you're trying to make as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but I mean, we've we've had like, you know, two games now. And this one is the more frustrating one because we talked about how good Iowa State secondary is. Yeah. So this game, I'm left going. We we came into this game thinking that their secondary wasn't good, and you can't throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, the, and our and think about like our running backs yesterday were were having. I mean, I know that Oklahoma State essentially just doesn't have a defense, but um, we made it look like they did. But our running backs were doing what they were doing without without Oklahoma State really having to worry about the ball getting thrown well, that's, anywhere. That's, that's the confounding part is they're, they're, they've been a poor pass defense. We ran the ball well in the first half. So they were focused on – like it wasn't like they were, you know, playing drop eight because they didn't have to worry about us running the ball. So we're running the ball well, and it's not not helping the pass game at all. I mean, there were some drops. Like, there were some drops, but, like, I mean, there, the the inaccuracy. And, like, I thought, and I know that I said at the beginning of the year, like, I thought that he had thrown some really good balls at the beginning of the year, and then it was, it was seemingly like suddenly he just he couldn't hit anything. Everything's overthrown or like on the shorter passes, it's like it's almost like he's he drops into a, like some weird arm slot and throws these like three quarter sidearm like balls that are like the interception, the tip pass interception was was thrown, you know, from a weird arm slot <coughs> that was like too high, just a little bit too high, yeah. tips off the hands. Um, I, I don't know, and it seems also like, I, I mean, he we, we talked about it at the beginning of the year that we thought he was maybe a, kind of a, a one read or a, like, pre-snap, this is who I'm going to, and I'm really not going to look anywhere else, and he doesn't, I mean, he to his credit, he also doesn't really have time to look anywhere else, um, but he also drops straight back, like, I, I think they drop him straight back on, on too many 
too many of those like passing plays where he's just he's just kind of standing there and he rushes things. He doesn't get like I thought he did well when he got it like rolled out of the pocket a little bit. Like he kind of because it it opens up that threat of is he gonna run? Is he gonna throw the ball? And when he drops straight back, that threat's not there. Yeah, I mean the, the any any way you <clears throat> slice it, the passing game is a disaster. So you know when guys are open, they're overthrown. Uh, when you need the line to protect, they don't. When you need a, you know, I think guys are not getting open as well. Um, it's just it's just bad. So <clears throat> who the heck knows? Good morning, Crypt Keeper. Happy Halloween to you as well. <clears throat> Hope everybody got <clears throat> get some good candy. <laughs> Darren says our wide receivers look disinterested, <clears throat> like they don't believe the ball is going to find them. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I do you, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not saying I don't blame them, but like you know, you shouldn't look disinterested. You should give full effort. But you know, they're two for five in the first half. Six for sixteen at one point, like. Well, I mean, it's uh, he was he ended up six for seventeen, I think. Yeah, six. No, he ended up six for sixteen for one hundred and seventeen yards, and then Brady Lichtenberg was five for nine for forty-eight yards. So, yeah, eleven completed passes on, on the day <coughs> against a team that. They've given up more passing touchdowns than anybody in the Big 12. And, I mean, they... What, and then 50... Am I looking at this correct? 50, we had 50 rushes for 277 yards. Just about and as they, much as Ollie Gordon, right? And Ollie, Gord, Ollie Gordon <laughs> yeah. had 25 for 271 I, yards. I love, I, love how, I love how they basically had taken him out. We go down and score. Don't get the two-point conversion. It's an 18-point game. Like, we're not coming back. Right. They had taken him out. Gundy puts him back in. Like, he was done for the day. And yeah. we scored, and Gundy's like, well, you know, something could get screwy. Uh, puts him back in. First play, 75-yard touchdown run. DB's just taken all sorts of terrible run rush fits and angles and not even touched and it's just like oh i guess the game's up now officially officially over but and then they well what then they they uh then they take him out like the the announcer's like you think they're gonna put him back in to see if he can get the 300 and like, no we're just gonna put uh collins in the other guy he's gonna he's gonna run to the outside and absolutely demolish a db to get into the yeah, into the end zone. Raekwon Atkins. Ad Atkins. <laughs> he's uh, he's giving the good fight. I appreciate that. But yeah, uh, he, yeah uh... but, but you know, I don't think there's really much else needs to be said about this one. No. You know. Hopefully, you know, I <clears throat> I do think that I might have found out a reason behind our losing woes. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. The Bearcats have not been very good since I couldn't get the confetti cannons into the games anymore. Oh, I remember that. Just when gonna they, say it. When they when they stopped when they stopped you in your trench coat full of confetti when they, cannons. When they turned up the frequency on the uh, metal detectors. We might need to make a phone call and say, let Dave bring those damn confetti cannons back in if you want to see any more wins. I think, aren't you on the fan council? No, not anymore. And, you know, you get stopped one time trying to bring contraband into the into the stadium. No more fan council, no more wins. I mean, when I started bringing them, we were, we were running out of confetti cannons and they were still scoring touchdowns now then they stopped me from bringing them in and uh you know it's all it's all downhill from there we can't score in the red zone oh that was the other thing that first was it like the first maybe the first or second it was the first drive first UC drive. had big the uh big play down the field and all of a sudden i look up and like 
you know, he gets tackled and there's like the big red zone letters pop up on the, the, the little ticker on the bottom. And I was like, nah, well, I'll chalk this one up. I'm not, not going to be getting this one in. And then he, that's when Carter Brown dinked it off the, the upright to finish that, that drive. So, I mean, if you look at the, the game on paper, it's not good. Oh, no, I'm not uh, looking at that. Look at it, Dave. <coughs> no, at it. you can't make me. <laughs> print it off. Me. Print it off and, and look at it. Yeah, no. Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, I think that's enough of that. Uh, yeah. uh, around, around, the, around the nation, we saw some... Um, I would say it wasn't really a great week. Obviously, it was a great week because the Vols beat Kentucky. That that's always good. Oh yeah, I did see that. But uh, uh, there was it some. It was close though, wasn't it? It was like a touchdown uh, game. Yeah, I mean, I think UT pretty much led the entire game. They'd get up ten, Kentucky kick a field goal. They get up six, then yeah. So, but yeah, they so. They, uh, Kentucky had been at, at points faking injuries to stop UT's offense. And then at the end of the game, Tennessee's up six. And they, uh, they faked an injury. Tennessee was getting his fourth down. <clears throat> they were going to kick a field goal. And, uh, they faked an injury and didn't have any timeouts. So there was an automatic 10 second runoff. And then the game was over because there was more time on the play clock than the game clock. So, their fake injury kept them from trying to block a field goal and getting the ball back. Well, that's that's, that's too bad for them. So that was funny. In, in that was funny. Notre Dame uh, beat the brakes off of Pittsburgh. Yep. <laughs> 50, 58 to 7, that one was. Um, and then... Uh, I think was there something odd that happened at the end of the Washington Stanford game? I don't know. I wasn't watching. I, I thought somebody said that there was like a that Stanford had a chance or something, and then uh, threw a pick. But it was an eleven or nine point game, so I don't know. The, I mean, the biggest game oh, of wait, the day, obviously, the, think... the Kansas Kansas beating Oklahoma with their you yeah. know, backup quarterback on on the way out of the. Out of the Big Twelve, uh, huge win for the Jayhawks. Well, they've beat both Texas and Oklahoma, yeah. No, they Texas Texas beat them up pretty bad this year. They, this they year, beat, okay. they've beaten them recently. Um, okay, I, I thought it was weird there because they were like making this big deal out of how they had beaten both teams, but I guess I guess it's just a, a head coach. Something that's beat both. Like yeah. a, a Kansas head coach, I guess, is really what they were angling. It's a very niche stat that they were speaking on. Did, uh, USC uh, wins, but <laughs> well, that was I'm like, like how about USC? And then all of a sudden, like I, I looked down, I'm like, how oh, was it tied? And then they ended up they ended up pulling that one out, but they're they're not good. No, and I think they've what did I say they finished with uh Washington, Oregon, and UCLA are their are their last three games. Those are the last three games USC has? Mm-hmm. Oh. So who okay, first college football playoff rankings come out. Uh, Tuesday, who do you think will be the top four? Mm. Uh, I would put, well, I think Georgia's going to be, like, that's just, you know, if you're not going to beat them, then they're not going to be knocked off up there. Um, no, you know what? I'm going to put Michigan at one, Georgia at two, uh, Ohio State, and Washington. Okay. My, I'm going to go quite a bit different than you. We'll see okay. who's who's closer. I'm going to have Ohio State one. 
Okay. Because I think you the love Honda McCord. Got it. Yeah, I think the committee will look at their a Notre Dame win, <clears throat> their Penn State win, and say that they have the best win so far. I will put. I don't even want to do this. I'll put Georgia two. I think their resume is is pretty empty, but they've looked much like much 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 more complete the last couple of weeks, especially this week without Brock Bowers, um, and they'll get the benefit of the doubt. I think a little bit. I will put Michigan third, who I actually think is the best team in the country. But for the first, you have you've said that since before the season started. For the first playoff or for the first poll, I'll put them third, and then I'll put Florida State fourth. Okay. I wrote them down so uh, we can look at that. That's fair. I like that. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, depending on where this uh, UM investigation goes, they might just uh, completely delete them out of the uh, <laughs> out of the NCAA, but which would be, you know, is what it is. I, that whole thing is like, like cracks me up that they, like when they were playing TCU, like the thing that came out that said like TCU was like, oh yeah, we, we knew about that. We just, uh, we used the same signs, but they didn't mean anything and changed everything up. And Oh yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Fair, fair to say next week's Texas, Kansas State, OU, Oklahoma State. Uh, I think it'll go a long way for sure. You know, you have two two big time games next week. Uh, you know, if Oklahoma State were to somehow beat Oklahoma, I mean they they finish at UCF at Houston BYU, so they would they would certainly have <clears throat> quite an inside track of finishing the Big Twelve season with one loss. But yeah, those are those are going to be some great games. At least I think so. Mm. Who does Kansas, Kansas, Kansas State's got it got it going again? Not a huge surprise there. Um, so should be interesting, especially if Quinn Ewers can't play for Texas. That's going to be um, it'll be very interesting how that one goes. Was there any? I don't even know if there was really anything. I mean, Ohio State, Wisconsin. I re- boring. Yeah, that's what I heard it was. Very, <laughs> Mar- yeah. Marvin Harrison's awesome. That's really all and and not new. Um, I mean, they like. I, I had a buddy say that with the the way that um, what do you say? McCord has uh, he sent a text out in our group. It was like McCord has two picks and a fumble loss as well as several intentional groundings of all games for this team to lose, this was it. Oh, he yeah, he threw some some wild intentional groundings. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty funny. Um, Oregon, I think, is real damn good. Um, I think they're the best team in the Pac-12, even though Washington beat them. Yeah, 35-6 over Utah. And I, I, I thought Utah was – I thought they looked pretty good. Up until this game, I mean, Oregon just put a bit of ground on that one. Air Force? Are they the uh, are they the G, the sneaky G five uh, New Year's Six representative? Eight no, after another another easy win. Um, their their remaining schedule is not. They got they finished the year at Boise, and they get UNLV, who's actually having a, a really nice year. Uh, let's see. So yeah, so Air Force. Did you see that um, Colorado State got uh, a got flagged a fifteen yard flag because their student section was throwing snowballs at Air Force? <laughs> I saw somebody like tweeted that out. It made me laugh. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, who, did you say who they have remaining on their schedule? I'm sorry. What? Did you say who they had remaining on their schedule? Air Force, uh, UNLV, and BYU, or in Boise are the, probably the two of the best teams. Army, but, Hawaii, then UNLV, then yeah. Boise. 
to finish it out. I mean, yeah, watching, seeing games yesterday where there was snow on the ground already, I'm going to be very happy to go to a game Saturday where it's, you know, going to be in the 50s, maybe the 60s, and and just, you know, enjoy maybe a last Saturday outside and not freezing cold weather for a while, so. Yeah. I might try to I might try to scoop up some tickets to the game for this. Come, come, come join us at the tailgate, Jeff. Uh, if, if I come down there, it'll be uh, it'll be me and and probably my my older boy. We'll, well, there you go. Bring him along. I might come down there if we can we can make it work. Uh, well, Indiana Indiana was uh, playing with Penn State for a while. They gave they gave them a game. The old fighting Tom Allen's. <laughs> <laughs> That, but that one quickly uh I mean they, yeah. actually you know what that was the one they they were only down I think they were only down a touchdown and then um like they had tied it up and then Penn State scored a touchdown and then there was a a fumble safety that uh kind of sealed the deal on Yeah that one. I mean it was it was let's be honest it was a pretty dreadful 3:30 time slot yesterday I was looking for anything to watch and ended up watching Virginia Almost beat Miami, Florida. Like that's how bad it was. Notre Dame was destroying Pitt. Yeah, Oregon was destroying Utah. Like every three thirty game was just not compelling at all. Was Louisville so, Duke a three thirty game? I don't remember, but that wasn't I mean, compelling either. Obviously, right, no. and then Duke, Duke didn't run a play in in the red zone. And then. And then the uh, then Georgia Tech, you know, like you you mentioned that they uh, upset yeah, North Carolina yesterday. Carolina's kind of fallen apart. So was it back to back losses? Yeah, yeah. Drake May's still fun to watch, but all of a sudden their defense can't stop anybody. And then Tulane beat Rice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get. Yeah. I, I, I guess if if Air Force somehow stumbles, which you know the. That, that tends to happen for whatever reason to like. And Tulane's already ranked, so if they, I don't know if Air Force, Air Force is, but I, I think it'll be hard for them to jump Tulane because. If well, Air Tulane... Force is Air Force is ranked nineteenth, and Tulane's ranked twenty second. Oh well, well we'll see when the committee. Yeah, yeah. But Tulane, because Tulane has a loss. To what Ole Miss, right? Um, I think. Yes, Ole Miss in the second week of the season. By seventeen, at home. But since then they've won everything. So, but yeah, it was kind of a, you know, whatever weekend. Nothing, no huge, huge matchups next weekend. Certainly, <coughs> oh, man. And the Big Twelve has two, two huge matchups uh, next week. Yeah, obviously the UC Central Florida one being one, one of those massive, you know, season-defining, legacy, well, legacy-defining. Somebody's type. somebody's gonna get their first Big Twelve win, and it's gonna be against, against the an AAC AAC opponent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we do? Can we do it? God, Check back. I, Check I, back this time next week. I really, really hope. Really, really hope that uh Yeah, can we please win a game? I'm just glad we got three thirty. I was I was certain that was gonna be a nooner. Uh but uh, listen, whenever you got a team that's gonna collect their first conference win, you gotta put that in the three thirty slot. Oh, right, yeah. Can't let all, that you can't let that all disappear. Be, all eyeballs will be on Cincinnati, Ohio. You can't let that disappear into the, the noon time slot. They should have scheduled that one for like a 10 a.m. game. <laughs> Just got it out of the way. Uh, if you've got nothing more for games around the country. No, uh, I have can, nothing more. We can quickly run through what uh, the Bearcats in the NFL did. Uh, Brian, Brian Cook had an interception and five tackles. Uh, Jerome Ford, who is uh, RB1 and you know maybe, I know he got hurt last week, but maybe he plays this week. I don't know what the status there is. He had 11 attempts, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, two catches for 20 yards. And I think that was before he got hurt. Uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, obviously no sacks allowed. Uh, and that dude, 
gets just outrageously low to the ground whenever they do that brotherly shove play. Like, just ridiculous. Um, Travis Kelsey, 12 catches, 179 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Alec Pierce, three receptions for 53 yards. I don't think we've had heard his name uh, much this year in that in that account. Desmond nope. Ritter put together a pretty decent game. Um, I believe they won last week, so I could be wrong there. Uh, 19, 19 for 25, 250 yards, uh, six rushes for 38 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Scott had two catches for 19 yards, and Eric Wilson uh, had a tackle. So that's where we're at with uh, Bearcats in the NFL from the last week. Yep, we got with the <clears throat> with the Bengals uh, being in the afternoon today, and the Browns being in the afternoon. I wonder if we will we'll, we'll probably get steal but I wonder if we'll get uh you know I can cuz I have the Sunday ticket to watch the Titans Falcons game. Check There's out a lot De- of Bearcats in that game. Oh yeah, check out Dez. Desmond Ritter, Josh Wiley, Chris Moore and Justin Murray. I like that the uh, I like that the Go Bearcats football this year has uh up up their their Twitter game. To like also tweet out like which games have Bearcats playing in them uh in the like coming week. Right. They they have a little graphic for that now. So that's good. Very very nice of them. Make make uh, our job here a little bit easier. Yeah. We we have a you know a potential season defining Bengals game this afternoon. So Yeah. We'll see if they can potentially save the football morale of, of a city. That we're gonna need it. Please, <laughs> please just win and look. Have the offense look. You know, look. They're coming off a bye week. Like, hopefully, oh, I don't care. Week. I it's the it's the Niners on the road. I don't care what it looks like. It, oh, I just, just win. win. Yeah, and like Brock Purdy is coming off of uh, an expedited concussion clearance. No, so. no Trent. No Trent Williams. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Trey Hendrickson gets himself, uh, into the backfield. But, uh, Ty, I think that is, uh, pregame to focus on one week at a time and trying to be 1-0. Oh. Yeah. And they're still trying. They're still trying to be, you know, can't quite got to that 1-0 and oh for the week. And Didn't you hear my spiel at the end of, at the end of last week's show? <laughs> No, all I remember from all I remember from last week's show is you just being like, "They're trying hard." They were they were there and they tried. Oh, so, but anyway, my my voice is pretty much shot. I apologize for for that, and you know, it's uh, four more. Weather looks good Saturday. Come out, watch some football. Head up to have a couple jello shots with us. Make a day of it. And uh, thanks again. Obviously, thank you to everybody that joins us each week for the brunch presented, as always, by our great partners at Royal Links Golf Tours. Hoping to make sure that we can have Hayden Moore on again whenever we do have our uh, season-ending show. But... Have a great Sunday, Cincinnati, and uh, we'll see you back again here next week, hopefully uh, with a six-game losing streak broken.